welcome to another episode of Not Just Another Sports Podcast. Johnny Manziel will become even bigger in the city of Cleveland than his buddy and business partner LeBron James ever was. With Christian Ainsworth. Ben Simmons to me is the fifth best basketball player in the world. And Price Carter. Under pressure? Yes, Kawhi is better than Kobe was. I'm here to tell you about the player that's going to take the NFC East by storm and also get some MVP votes. We're talking about Danny Dimes. That might be the worst take I've ever heard. All right, guys. Uh, we got a special weekend edition for you of not just another sports podcast. We're, uh, you know, we're just getting so hyped up for football that we can't really wait. And we're trying some different things in how we're recording the podcast. And it's kind of generating more content for us while also we actually end up talking for less time. So we've got, um, we might be kind of headed towards two episodes per week. Um, and we've got some good topics to talk to you about today. Okay, so the season is getting closer to beginning. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be about a week away before the start of the NFL season, at least for the Patriots and Cowboys. Obviously, the Chiefs will play that Sunday. Um, not the Patriots, excuse me, the Buccaneers. Wrong Tom Brady team. But what we are going to do it is time to put our name next to our predictions. So that way we can have freezing cold takes later in the year and go back and remember how stupid we all were. So Christian and I sat down, took the time out of our valuable busy lives to write down what we think the playoff picture, the division winners are going to be, the Super Bowl, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Defensive Rookie of the Year. So this is us putting our name next to it, and we can review this later. And we'll even talk a little bit about where we were right and where we were wrong in this next segment. So Christian, would you like to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first, and I'll just go straight down the AFC, and then I'll have you do your AFC, and then switch back and forth. Uh, Let's see where we're different. So AFC East, I have the Bills winning. Kind of obvious, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, They're not in the best position right now. I know the Dolphins might be trading for Deshaun Watson. That's probably not going to happen. And he's probably going to be on the commissioner's exempt list for the foreseeable future. Um, Next in the AFC. That's true. But I I got a feeling we're going to hear some news about that. in the next couple of weeks, but uh, AFC West, I have the Chiefs winning the division. I mean, come on, dude. This is a Chiefs podcast. Obviously, I have the Chiefs winning. Um, for AFC North, I have the Ravens actually winning, even though they've had some uh, some injuries in this preseason. I think adding some offensive weapons for uh, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, I almost forgot his name. Uh, is going to help out their offense in another dimension. Their defense is always great. They always have a great draft. I like the Browns, but, you know, I, I just don't think they have what it takes this year. And then for the AFC South, a tough division. Everybody's really, really bad. Um, I think the Titans are going to win. I think they had a – they lost their offensive coordinator, um, you know, which is going to set them back a lot. But I don't think that they have should have any problems contending with the Texans, Colts, or Jags, which, I mean, dude, Colts can't even get their quarterback situation figured out. Texans, same story, and the Jags have always been bad. And I don't know if bringing in Tim Tebow was the best offseason move Urban Meyer could have made before starting the season. And then your two wild cards for the AFC? I'm going to go with the Browns. 
and in a surprise, uh, I think maybe the Colts. Uh, de- depending on Carson Wentz, if not the Colts, I'll throw something like unless Carson Wentz comes back um, at some point during the year. I have the Broncos, who's a really sneaky good team this year. I think they upgraded at quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater and Cortland Sutton, Jared Judy. They're all taking a step forward. That offense is going to be incredible. The defense is always really good. Um, so, yeah, th- those are my predictions for the AFC. All right. Well. We have most of the same thing, so we won't dwell on the things that are the same. I have the Chiefs winning the AFC West. Uh, this is my bold prediction here. Um, you know, things there's always a few things that seem like chalk this time of year, and then later in the year, we're all like, man, we were crazy to ever think that. This is my bold take. I've been on it for a while. Patriots are winning the AFC East. Um, I think Oof. everything went about as well as it could have for the Bills last year. I don't see a huge improvement coming for the defense, which wasn't particularly great. It was average. I'm not sure you're going to see a better season out of Josh Allen than you saw last year, which is fine. He was still a great quarterback. and still a top five quarterback at this point. But I think that the offense will is due for a little regression. I think every single team in their division got better this year, including the Jets. I think that the Patriots are going to be probably a top defense in the NFL this year. They got Dante Hightower back, Matthew Judon. Um, there's, you know, Bill Belichick always has great defenses. I think that he, that's going to be a top defensive unit this year. I really like what I've seen from Mac Jones. I think he's exactly what that offense needs. I think that they were wise to get Cam Newton out of there to make Mac Jones the only voice. And also, I know that this is just kind of my personal opinion. I don't like all the noise around the vaccine stuff with the Bills. I'm not saying that they're going to suck this year. You'll see in a second. But Patriots win the East. That's my big prediction. Like you, Titans win the AFC South. Um, The Colts are falling apart at the seams right now. It just, things don't seem great there. And it was already a long shot with Wentz taking over. I have the Browns winning the AFC North. Here's my reason why. Because I have the Ravens as one of my wild card teams. Ravens are very hurt at wide receiver. And obviously they lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. If they struggle coming down the stretch here, their first couple of games, the Raiders, Chiefs, Lions, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, Bengals, you know, you could see them coming out of there doing well. But coming down the stretch, they have a lot of tough games. They play the Browns twice, the Steelers twice, the Rams and the Packers, and they have the Dolphins in there, which could be a good team. They don't really, and then they have the, the worst team that they play is either the Vikings or the Bears. And after their eight, week eight bye. So, I mean, there's not, I guess my point is if the Ravens get off to a cold start, I don't see them getting their feet underneath them in the second half. Then my other wild card team is the Bills. So I've got Chiefs, Pats, Titans, Browns as your division winners, Bills, Ravens as wild card. So basically the only new playoff team would be the Pats. Yeah, which is crazy. That that to me, that's a pretty bold take, uh, in my opinion. Well, you know, they you know, just he- let go of Cam Newton. I know how high you were on him, <laughs> but uh yeah, I um, you know. The AFC is tough. The you know I I sat there and erased it a couple of times. Um, Broncos, Chargers were all good choices. You could even talk yourself into the Dolphins, maybe. Um, I don't you know the Colts at this point to me are a bit of a long shot. Long shot, but the AFC was definitely the tougher of the two conferences. But let's move over to the NFC. Um, I'll start off this time. Um, the Bucks NFC South. Um, I 
honestly think that the Buccaneers are going to be a team that we're talking about 16 and one, 15 and two. I see very little opposition to them. I think that this is going to be a dominant season for them. I have the Rams winning the contentious NFC West. Um, I think that they just have the best coach. I think that they have at this time, the best defense in that division. I think that they are going to come out of that dogfight of a division. I have the Cowboys winning the NFC East. Um, you know, that one's tough. I don't love what I've seen from Hard Knocks. Don't love the D- Dak Prescott shoulder injury, but I think that the defense will be improved. There'll be some positive regression for the defense there, and it's the best offense by a mile in that division. And then I have uh, the Packers winning the NFC North. And then I went ahead and did the trendy thing. I've got three teams out of the NFC West making the playoffs. I have the Seahawks and the 49ers as my wild card team. So again, I've got Bucks, Rams, Cowboys, Packers winning the divisions. And then I have Seahawks and 49ers in the wild card. Wow, that's uh, that's remarkably close to my list. Um, but I think the there's NFC a few. Just, just chalk, Dude, man except for that one division that NFC West is such a hard division to choose. And I think it could come down to one or two games. Um, It definitely will. Definitely will. For my NFC East Cowboys. I mean, that's kind of the team that I've been, I I don't know. My perspective on them has really kind of done a 180 since last year. I think getting rid of that defensive coordinator is the best thing that could have happened to him. Not super hot on Mike McCarthy. I think Dak's shoulder could pose an issue, uh, especially late in the season. Uh, NFL players don't tend to get uh, healthier as the season goes on. And if he's going in knocked up already, you know, something bad could happen. Then I have the Rams winning the NFC West. I mean, for the same reasons you outlined, the Bears winning the NFC North and the Bucks winning the NFC South. And for my two... Uh, wild card teams. I have the Packers and the 49ers. You are nothing but consistent with your with your Bears love, but you know what? You've stuck by it. He's gonna roll with it at this time. That's right. Justin feels look good, man. I'm I'm feeling he, good about it. He has absolutely looked good, and I applaud the Pats for doing the right thing. There's only one rookie quarterback that I wouldn't be considered considering starting week one and that's Trey Lance just because he comes from the least pro style ready offense in college and has the least amount of snaps but all the other rookies should be starting including yeah absolutely they've all looked really good they've all looked really good it's it's so crazy to see like there are some really bad quarterback drafts in the history of the NFL this one looks like it could be one of the best agreed agreed okay so we've got our playoff set who is your Super Bowl matchup and who wins? You know, I really didn't want to do a uh, a rematch because I think that's kind of like, yeah, of course, the two best, best teams last year were the Chiefs and the Bucks, And, of course, they're going to meet again. That's what they said last year about the 49ers. That's what they said the year before. I mean, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. I'm going to say Chiefs versus the Rams and I'm going to tell you why I think the Rams have an incredible defense Aaron Donald uh that corner Jalen Ramsey almost forgot his name too uh and a brand new quarterback Matthew Stafford and say what you want about him he did a whole lot of losing one thing he didn't do a whole lot of was uh throwing the ball inaccurately and also not being on the field which are two problems that a lot of 
playoff hopeful teams kind of have struggled with. You, you want a quarterback that's going to stay on the field and that's going to be able to throw the big ball. I think that Matthew Stafford brings both of those to the Rams. Wow. We copied each other's homework. That's actually the exact Super Bowl that I have as well. Really, um, dude? Yeah. <laughs> well, so here's here's my thinking. This is why I ultimately went with this. When it comes to the playoffs, there, it's, it's, there are times that the playoffs are noisy, statistically speaking, in the sense of like the NFC Championship, the Packers played the better game, but the Bucs ended up winning. That happens sometimes. I Like I stated before, I think the Bucs are going to dominate the regular season. I expect them to jump out to something like 16 and one, 15 and two, and just have that first overall seed sewed up. But I think that some of the things that have went, went wrong for the Bucs in the past are going to rear their ugly head in the playoffs. And I think the Bucs are, or the Rams are the team to do that with the interior pressure that they can get with Donald. I think that that secondary is going to be able to limit, even though they have lost some pieces in the secondary, I think that defense is going to be able to limit the passing game. Um, of the, the wide receivers of the Bucks, And I also think that the Rams have the offensive weapons. Uh, don't forget they added Deshaun Jackson, who while old is a great stretch field stretcher, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know, they traded for Sony Michelle, which is kind of whatever. But I, I feel like this is the team that can basically, they don't have to be better than the Bucks all year. They just got to be better than the Bucks one time. And I, you know, Matt Stafford, we saw all the success that Jared Goff had. He went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, um, he being Sean McVay. Matt Stafford is the type of quarterback that can go out and make plays outside of the structure. Um, I think the Chiefs come away with it in the end because I don't think that the Rams are a perfect roster. Um, but I feel like the Rams are going to be the team that upsets the apple cart and could you know, go into the NFC Championship in Tampa and win it. Yeah, and it's crazy how much they, they changed up that quarterback position, which is what you game plan for. You game plan for the weapons. Like if you're facing Julio Jones, the first thing you walk in and say is, this is one guy we got, we can't let beat us. Let everybody else beat us but him. That's something you got to do with Matt Stafford now. And that's not something you had to do with Jared Goff, which is, I mean, maybe the biggest improvement you could have adding a weapon at the most important position in the sport. It's one of the best moves of the offseason, in my opinion. Absolutely. So we're all in on Chiefs for him Super Bowl. The epic, epic rematch from 2018. <laughs> Hopefully the defense will be a little bit better on both sides. But I, Dude, I don't even care. Like if it's 54-50 again, I, I wouldn't care. That was the best game I've ever watched. And all the crusty old men who like defense can suck it. Like, <laughs> that was a blast. I'm, I'm a crusty old man. And dude, I watched that game in every drive. I was like, can we not tackle anybody? What is happening? It, I loved watching it going back. If you watch the highlights, I sometimes you know you get on a roll on youtube and you go down the rabbit hole and it's like oh yeah i'll watch the highlights from that my favorite thing game. my favorite thing about those highlights is that they are instantly recognizable you never wonder like what game was that because it's the only game in the mahomes air that the Chiefs wore white on white so instantly you see the white on white and also because of the forest fires the air was very foggy that yeah night, dude the forest fires were going on it like the game itself has like a certain hue a certain like mystique to it like that game, dude, that game was, I think dude. about that game like a romance novel and we lost. <laughs> like that game was everything. Like you had the Marcus Peters revenge element. Like, and that's the thing too, is that like, yes, the game had poor defense, but there were lots of defensive highlights in there. Two strips. I think there was like, what? 
two defensive touchdowns, two or three defensive yeah. touchdowns in that game. There were interceptions. There were oh, – and that was back when, you know, Todd Gurley was winning people's fantasy league for him. That was – that game was one for the, for the decade, man. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Still people talk about it now as the greatest game ever played, which, you know, it, to, to say that I watched that live is definitely something that I'm going to tell my grandkids about. Absolutely. All right. Who do you have for the most valuable player in the NFL? So rarely is the MVP the best player in the league, but I think that this year will be an exception. I think Patrick Mahomes will win MVP. I don't think it's going to be close. He's got a brand new offensive line. You know what? We've talked about it enough. You go ahead. What's your, who's your MVP? Um, this year I picked, you know, narratives matter a lot when it comes to MVP races, not so much in the NFL as the NBA, but I think this is the year that Russell Wilson finally gets it done. Um, I think that they got him a little bit better offensive line pieces. I think that people are going to one, want to give it to him because he's been so close so many times. I think this year he finishes a little bit better. People are going to recognize how hard that division is. It's got some good weapons, and I like the change in offensive coordinator that they had out there as well. So this is the year that Russ finally gets it. We'll give him the MVP. That's very surprising. I, I thought that their offseason wasn't as great as it could have been, and I even have them missing the playoffs in my uh, division winners and wild cards. I, I just don't think they're going to be that good of a team this year. We will see. We'll see. All right. Defensive player of the year is going to be who? For me, it's going to be Chris Jones. Call me a homer, but he's moved to edge. He looked fantastic. He looked like Superman. He looked like He-Man. He looked like whoever you want to call the greatest person of all time. He looked like the GOAT defensive end. He looked like Miles Garrett with a little bit more power, and that's saying a lot. I mean, I think that he's going to have a monster season. He's got the defensive possessions. Patrick Mahomes is going to get him a whole lot of defensive possessions. Um, I think he has the legs to go the distance and get that defensive player of the year. Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. That would be awesome for sure. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. I just don't know. Def defensive players are one of those because there's not as much statistical analysis going on of defensive players. Like, you know, secondary players get, um, Secondary players get measured by passes deflected and intercept and interception. Defensive linemen get matched by like uh, sacks. You know, there's so few metrics that we use to measure them. It feels like reputation carries a lot when it comes to defensive players. Um, so I I tried to go outside of the Aaron Donald box. Um, this has been one of the best corners in the league for several years now, and I feel like this is the year that he finally takes that next step and just truly goes lockdown status. I went with Marlon Humphrey from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, great corner, very physical. Um, and I think this is the year that he could take that next step and just be truly a shutdown guy. Dude, that's a, that's a pretty bold prediction. He, he's a really good corner. I think that, you know, the way he fits in that defensive scheme, he, he fits like a puzzle piece. It's just perfect. Um, dude, I don't know if I see that though. That's a, uh, how many picks do you think he has? Oh, I mean, I'm trying to remember. And that's the one thing that I will say with the, that could be iffy about that is like, you know, Peters is such a great ball hawk that, you know, he's going to be good for at least four or five picks a year that maybe he won't have as many opportunities, but I'm looking targeting more like, you know, 
five to six interceptions, but you know, one of those Darrell Revis like seasons where the passing rating passer rating when targeting him is something in like the thirties or something. And just has a great all around year as far as, you know, defense in the run and in the pass as well. Well, he certainly has the talent to do it for sure. All right. And then for my offensive and defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, I went with Zach Wilson. I feel like he is just going to get a ton of opportunity to produce. I think the expectations are really low for him. I feel like there's some decent weapons there. I feel like the scheme is going to compliment him. And I think he's, he's shown some pretty good poise early in the preseason. He is going to be my offensive rookie of the year. I don't expect it to be like a Justin Herbert like year where he just completely burst on the scene. But I think we'll look down at the end of the year and be like, whoa, Zach Wilson has like 31 touchdowns and 11 picks. Like that's pretty good. So that's my offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Um, I went a little off the grid. I went with Asante Samuel Jr. Chargers corner. Um, I picked him because that's going to be a defensive scheme that's going to do really well with Brandon Staley. There's still several good pieces in the secondary for the Chargers. And I could see Samuel really fitting into his role very well, grabs a few picks, really burst onto the scene in a defense that's set up for him to succeed. He matches their scheme extremely well. That's who I have for my offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Wow. And uh, low key, uh, that, that Jets quarterback, he, he's kind of flown under the radar. If, you, if you've been listening in to, to any of the sports podcasts or any of the highlights even, nobody's really talking about him, but he's playing really, really well, especially in this preseason. I also really liked your defensive player pick. You almost, I thought you were going to say the one that I was going to say, but thankfully you didn't. My offensive player is Mac Jones. I think that, and that's just coming today. This is not one that I've thought previously, but if Bill Belichick is getting rid of Cam Newton, that means that he sees something in Mac Jones that he hasn't seen in Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was an MVP and went to an NFL finals. Like, this, it's just so incredible to see such a young talent like bloom and blossom in one of the hardest environments to do that as a rookie. And I think he's going to have a really good season. Uh, for my defensive player, I have Zaven Collins, linebacker for the Cardinals. Now, pre draft, I was really hard on this kid. I thought him and Jamin Davis, both linebackers at the position, both play linebackers as the position. Um, I, I really did not get what the hype was about. It's like, yeah, he's athletic. That's cool. A lot of players are athletic um, and they don't do anything in the NFL. Now he has come in, Damon Collins, and dude, he looks better than first round pick last year, number six overall, um, Isaiah Simmons, which is just insane. They were, they were touting that guy as the most athletic uh, the smartest defender in the draft. And Zayvon Collins came in and was like, yeah, hey, you know that starting job you had? I might just take that away from you or at least make you change positions. Like, it's just so crazy to see him come in against a, like a top 10 pick overall last year and essentially say, I know you had a, a year of practice with this team in this defense. I'm already better than you. So I think that Zayvon Collins is going to play out of his mind this year for the Cardinals. I don't think it's going to translate to wins, but I think that he gets that defensive player of the year. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Isaiah Simmons, Olathe North product and his dad who sold me a couch at Nebraska Furniture Mart, which is a true story. His dad worked at Nebraska Furniture Mart. 
And the only reason why I ever knew that is because his dad was wearing a fat Clemson championship ring. And I said, Hey, uh, where'd that come from? He goes, Oh, my son plays for Clemson. And I was like, that's awesome. Does he, and I have like pride. And I was like, does he start? And he's like, Oh yeah, he's uh, probably going to get drafted. And I was like, what's his name? And he told me Isaiah Simmons. And then I went home and looked it up and this was before the last year's draft. It's like 2018. I was like, Oh, this kid's a stud. So Yes, but if you ever need a couch, hit his dad up. You know, it's so hard not to just talk about NFL right now because it is just dominating the headlines. We're all excited for football, and neither one of us are um, neither one of us are big college football guys, which is okay. Although, how are you feeling about the Tigers this year? Uh, Mizzou's got their first game coming up this weekend. How are you feeling, Christian? Yeah, pretty good. I'm actually going to be at my first tailgate this weekend, so. Uh... We'll see how it goes. Don't don't try to contact me Sunday morning. That's all I'm going to say. I just need to know, are they going to cover the, the 14 points? Do you think that they're going to cover? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're the best team in college football right now. Every, yeah, undefeated. 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 We're undefeated, baby. I do like Eli Drinkwitz, though. I think he's, I think he's a good coach. Oh, yeah, dude. He, he's done a lot better than uh, most people would have expected. But Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they've got – I think they got the right guy for the job. Well, speaking of stadiums um, – I wanted to do, and this is something that I plan on doing when I retire, um, is I am going to make a stadium bucket list of the five stadiums that I want to go to and watch a game in before I die. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to limit this to any sport. Um, You know, maybe you've got some motocross park that you really want to go to. Not necessarily sure, not going to judge you, but I'm going to go down my five stadiums that I want to go see. And then Christian's just going to go down his and just kind of explain a little bit why. Um, I'm doing mine in no particular order because, honestly, it's hard to rank. Um, so the first one for me, um, being a college person, um, I, or not so much a college sports person, but I would really love to go see a game at Death Valley and see the college. There, there is no atmosphere that is more intense other than, like, a NFL game at Arrowhead than the college football game day environment. And I would love to go to a Saturday night SEC big matchup in Death Valley for LSU. Um, just a ruckus environment. Talk And the thing that I love about LSU too is that there's, you know, yes, the Saints are in um, Louisiana, but LSU is the other professional team in New Orleans. Um, people in, in, you know, Baton Rouge, they, they love LSU. I feel like that would be such a fun environment to go to. Um, I have never made it out to Wrigley. Obviously, there's a lot of history out there. Um, I have been to several other MLB parks, but I would love to see a game, especially a day game for all the nostalgia of it. Here at the Oregon, see the Ivy. It'd be really cool if I could catch a Royals-Cubs game out there. Um, and these next two, I'm just going to lump together, especially because they're both in the AFC West. I would love to go to the Roomba or to the Death Star. Um, love Vegas. Vegas, one of my favorite cities in the country. Um, so I'd love to go catch a Raiders game at the new stadium. And then I would love to go to the luxurious and stylish um, new Chargers stadium, Chargers slash Rams stadium. Um, I feel like both of those would just be really, really cool to go and see and be a part of. And the last one, um, I thought long and hard about this. But I would really like to go see AT&T Park, which is the Giants Park. It's um, right on the bay. You know, the players, a lot of times, if you've got a right-handed pull hitter, they hit a homer into the ocean there. It's a gorgeous stadium um, or gorgeous ballpark. 
really unique layout in the outfield where it's got those power alleys, but it's kind of a hitter's part, but kind of a pitcher's part, depending on where you are. And then also I like thinking about the cities that I'd be traveling to as well. I've never been to San Francisco, um, but I feel like those, those are probably my top five. Um, Christian, what do you think? Top five stadiums you'd like to go to before you kick the bucket. So I'm going to put this in a little bit of an order. I know you said, you said yours was kind of random. Mine's I'm just going to do it by sport. Um, my first one is Allen Fieldhouse, the KU basketball. KU basketball is just so incredible. I, they've been one of my favorite teams. Don't tell anybody at this college that I go to or whatever, but KU basketball is just so incredible. Uh, I, I always kind of follow them. I don't really follow college basketball at all, but I always seem to be finding myself. I wonder what uh, KU's record is this. I wonder what the Jayhawks are doing, you know, just they're, they're kind of my dark horse. Like, you know, I, I follow them. I root for them, but I don't go to that school. Um, the next one I have is the Bankers Life Fieldhouse, the Pacers basketball team uh, in the NBA, the Indian uh, Indianapolis Pacers. Uh, dude, they, I, Indiana basketball is like apparently one of the greatest things in American sports. Uh, apparently, I, you know, I've never experienced it, but that is something that I want to experience at some point. I love basketball. I love the NBA. Um, seeing seeing a basketball game there, maybe catch LeBron's final game, um, do something like that, something memorable. Um, and then I have a few baseball stadiums, the Fenway Park, the Red Sox baseball. It's just a historic park. Like I've, I've been before, man. When you go, make sure to get a lobster roll. And also lobsters yeah yeah oh yeah well of course dude it's um it's boston you know like that's their thing so that's one of the signature things that they have there um it's awesome we didn't we walked through the green monster we didn't actually get to sit in it but it's great just make sure you take the subway to get there because taking a cab and parking up there is stupid oh yeah dude i bet I've, i've been to philadelphia um new york that area and dude it's uh it's pretty awful parking driving anything of that sort uh, but yeah, dude, Fenway Park, I think that would be awesome. Just a historic baseball park. Um, and then, well, I guess I forgot one of my basketball ones, but Madison Square Garden, I think watching somebody play uh, in the garden against the New York Knicks would be just so awesome. I, oh, I, yeah. Like I said, I love basketball. It's one of the historic, I mean, Kobe had games there. LeBron's had games there. Just numerous amounts of NBA legends have played there. So I, I think it'd be cool to watch a game there. And then finally, uh, I want to see a Cowboys game at AT&T stadium. It's America's team. Say what you want. They haven't been great. I don't particularly care for them, but it's one of the great stadiums in the world. And, and I want to see something there. So maybe the chiefs versus the Cowboys this year. Yeah. You know, um, I thought about putting Jerry world on mine for sure. Oh, and did you did you see the video, the drone video from uh, from Hard Knocks that went viral? No, no, oh, I haven't. Look it up on Twitter, and anyone who's listening, do that as well. Just look up drone video, Cowboy Stadium. There's like a three and a half minute nonstop video, like no cuts video, of um, someone flying a drone through all of Jerry World, and only the only thing that's more impressive than the actual stadium and everything is just the person who flies the drone like they fly it like underneath people lifting weights like the precision man this person could 100 percent in like three countries in the middle east with a drone for the united states military sheer precision 
Dude, I, I heard that it took like 35 takes to get it. I, I, I did hear something about that. I don't that. doubt that. I do not doubt that at all. The drone had to be small that they were using because it, it just fall it just falls under small places. It, it had to be tiny for sure. Well, I, I will definitely look that up as soon as we stop recording. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys got any stadium recommendations, you can tweet them at us or something, or maybe a place that's a super underrated place to go watch a game. I thought about putting uh, the Bucks uh, stadium, not the Tampa Bay, but Milwaukee Bucks. Um, their deer district and stuff looked really cool during the NBA finals. Oh yeah, dude. That, that also has to be a sick play to, place to watch sports, dude. In, any of those like really big basketball towns, I feel like is just like the type of place that I want to be. That seems like the culture I would fit in the best. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us guys. We appreciate you guys sticking with us as we kind of work out the kinks in this new way to record that we're doing, but hopefully it's uh, overall creating more content for you guys and also giving you more to listen to on the weekends, which I know I'm always in podcast withdrawal on the weekends. Oh, yeah, never any good podcasts. Everything good has been listened to already. But yeah, we'll definitely look forward to doing this again. And we'll see you guys later. Have a good one, guys.